Hello, you wonderful people, and um, welcome to episode number 13 of the Being Sapien podcast. Just before I introduce my next guest, I just want to apologize for last week. Um, technical issues weren't quite on my side, and then I had a bit of a hassle with a guest, and then, yeah, all the excuses under the sun. But we're back this week with an absolute perfect guest. His name is Mr. Joel Burgess. He is someone who aligns with the whole reason why I, I, I built this podcast in the first place, all based around mindset, performance, and personal growth. And he is someone who, for me, is the epitome of that. He's gone from being incredibly successful in the corporate world, um, well, the way that someone would typically define successful being, you know, climbing that financial ladder and and, and then really, you know, doing well for himself on that regard. And then decided that you know he wasn't really being fulfilled, and he needed, needed to go down a route that was you know better for him and a route that could really align with his core values. So he dropped the corporate world and decided to chase entrepreneurship and wanted to build his own app, which is something that he did, and is the founder of a business called Nutrifix. He is now someone who's delved into the realms of coaching and he actually is more of a business coach, a high performance coach, and is someone that wants to allow people to you know, open up the, the world for themselves and reach potential like he has. So yeah, you know, he, he's gone down this route and I, I see nothing but bigger and better things for this guy. Um, he's full of knowledge, full of wisdom, and he's only just getting started. So, episode number 13 with Joel Burgess. Hello, hello, wonderful people. I'm joined here today by a very, very special man. His name is Mr. Joel Burgess. How are you, sir? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. Really good. Uh, yeah, enjoying the weather. Feel very much in flow in life at the moment. And uh, yeah, I'm re really good, thanks. It's been beautiful, right? Beautiful. We were just chatting before and you said uh, hay fever's taking his toll on you a bit. <laughs> I know a lot of people are getting it. And I have never had hay fever. And I feel so lucky because people seem to be dropping left, right and centre from it. Yeah, it's I've always had it since, you know, since I was very young. Uh, some years, like, kind of forget about it. I think you have it and then you kind of forget about it and then comes around again and it's like the worst ever. And then until next year, it's even worse. <laughs> but this year is the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, it seems, I mean, yeah, everyone said it seems like the same thing, to be honest. Um, so for those who don't know Joel, Joel, um, now I would describe him as probably an all-encompassing mindset coach, um, high-performance coach. He was the founder of an app called Nutrifix. Um, he is someone that I think is an incredible person to look up to, is inspiring. He's got a lot of um, 
good practices when it comes to, I suppose, applying a good mindset um, and trying to get the best out of an individual. Um, so probably half the reason why he's, his life has transitioned into being a mindset coach. But before we kind of get into the actual nitty gritty stuff, um, Joel, take it away. Who are you? What do you do? Where do you come from? Oh, well, yeah, thanks so much for that introduction. Um, where to start? So yeah, currently I'm a high performance coach, mindset coach, um, essentially help people to perform at their best, unlocking, you know, limiting beliefs, unlock, unlocking the things that are getting their way and helping people kind of unleash the the person that's hidden within them. Stephen Pressfield in the book, uh, the, the War of Art says we live two lives, the one, the one we actually live and the one that um the one that's within us um mm. the unlived life and my job my mission is to help people get closer to that unlived life get people closer to that unfulfilled potential and that's really what what fills me up and what gives me purpose and meaning and and really is my mission so mm. that's current that's currently where i'm at um my journey's been a big part of that in terms of where i've come from originally i tried to be a professional rugby player got quite far got into the championship playing for Newbury uh, and that was where I had an injury to my neck which kind of stopped that short at that point I really just didn't have any direction and I did what most people did and kind of chased the money and chased the big corporate dream worked in corporate real estate for eight years got very successful at it made a fortune traveling around the world Singapore Hong Kong Jakarta Dubai but the whole time I just felt totally empty and totally unfulfilled and really kind of disconnected mm. to who I was. And that pain, like internal pain and internal uh, lack of alignment, I suppose, manifested itself in a number of addictions. And, uh, you know, at the time, I don't remember, I remember being happy, you know, and society would have said I was a very successful person but deep down I wasn't. And mm. I had this just tickle inside, this itch inside that they knew there was something more. Mm. And I spoke about this with um, Harry Sellers in a podcast about redefining success. And it's very interesting what you said there, whereas like society would have deemed you as successful based upon maybe the place where you, your, your hierarchy within your job or the mm. amount of money you were earning. Um, but, you know, defining success for you at that time was so far from what someone was looking at you from an external lens you know so I find it really interesting how people um, deem success as the word and that what, what surrounds it which is so interesting massively yeah and it, it's crazy right because I was when I was at my absolute highest and most successful I was probably at my, my lowest and most miserable mm. and you know really just behaving totally and out of alignment with kind of my values and who I was, you know, authentically deep down, like, and I kind of know all this now looking back, you know, you can connect the dots looking back, but at the time I knew they're different and six, you know, in my eyes was, that's just the way to live. You know, you live for the weekend, you know, it's all about, okay, what, what else can I achieve? What else can I buy? What else can I do? Who else can I treat? You know, and, I was just on that hedonistic treadmill of, of death, <laughs> you know, just chasing yeah. that next hit of dopamine or that next hit of, you know, short-term happiness. But the mm. thing is when you're on that treadmill, you, you never, you can never get off it, you know, because yeah. you adapt, 
you adapt to the new surroundings, the new successes, and and it becomes boring. And then you're then searching for that next that next thing, that next thing. And you know, the the, the journey that I've been on recently is kind of reconnecting to as cheesy as I am, as cheesy as it sounds, like reconnecting to who I truly am and 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 my values and, and living in congruence with that person and having gone through that journey it's now my mission to help others do that you know it's my mission to help people find and reconnect with themselves and 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 perform at their best and and that's not just about money finances success like that's all great and absolutely let's perform at that let's perform get you to 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 your best there but out of kind of curiosity and passion and and drive and values that should come from as well as being you know living in harmony you know having a, a, a relaxed and peaceful mind and, and being comfortable with your body and expressing yourself through your body and, and, you know, eating nutrition, nutritional food and, and being mindful and opening your heart and loving and experiencing like all of life. That's kind of my mission at the moment. And really my journey has been a big part of that. So, yeah. Hope that was, what a was good the catalyst for you when, I mean, the, the, the introduction is perfect, mate, and it, I think, gives the, the listeners a big context as to where you are now and where you kind of come from, which is great. Um, what was the catalyst for you that kind of that, that clicking moment in your head when you were like, you know what, like, this, this for me is not sustainable. I need, I need to do something else. Really good question. I think that for me, there was no, like, one defining moment. It was a slow burner. And the, I think the, the main thing that I had was an open mind and I had curiosity and I had something inside that just said, something's not right. Something's up. Mm. Like, and, and I just followed that curiosity. And really since, I don't know, right. Since I was 18, I always had this drive and curiosity to kind of live with purpose and meaning originally I thought that was money and success. Now I know it's far, far deeper than that. Mm. But that was the main thing for me is that I had an open mind and I followed that curiosity. You know, one, I got outside, I got out of the corporate world, founded the, the business, my, my last business, Nutrifix. That was really founded out of probably my ego, to be honest. And, and really at, the, at that time, I thought this is my way of earning even more money I read how to build a billion dollar app. I thought I'd be a billionaire within a couple of years. And I thought I'd be able to retire young and happy. But what that did was sent me down this path of personal development, self-inquiry. And yeah. it was really a five-year struggle of like not only building a business, but rebuilding me and, and re, really like reconnecting with, with me, but also it, it connected me with others on a similar path. Mm. and environment has such a big impact on us i agree yeah you know jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend most time with i couldn't agree more and luckily the path that founding nutrix sent me on was it surrounded me with entrepreneurs it surrounded me with people who are working on themselves and are willing to have these open and vulnerable conversations so there was no defining moment for me, but it was just a, a slow moment of in, making incremental changes, and small, and it was just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know, using the analogy of the onion, it's like literally peeling and peeling a level, peeling a level, peeling a level, 
And that's the journey I'm on now. And I think once you start it, you can't get off it. And mm. it's it's for me the purpose of life. Like if we want to get a bit, um, get, go straight into the deep stuff here, I think it's the purpose of, of life is is chasing our best self, chasing our highest potential. Um, yeah. And, you know, just keep peeling that onion and letting go of who you are to become who you want to be. I, yeah, I mean, I, I love that. And it's, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's kind of where I'm at. I'm probably a, little, a few, a few years behind you yet. Um, but I'm definitely like, you know, going down a road of just trying to figure out what I enjoy most and what I'm clicking with the best and, you know, putting more energy into that. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've always struggled with, I, I did the corporate world thing for literally two years and found out very quickly it wasn't for me. Um, and decided to like follow a passion of mine, which was sort of health and fitness. And I've been on that on that road ever since. Whether that's something that I'm going to be in for the rest of my life, who knows? Um, but I do feel like I've 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 got this sort of thing inside of me that just naturally likes helping people. And I think whatever I go into, it will be some sort of service operating role where I'm like serving others to make them feel more fulfilled and better about themselves i just feel i'm in a very privileged position both mentally and physically and some people aren't and that's kind of where i see myself um with like wanting to help people do you feel and i've always been really intrigued by this do you feel someone can you know get in a position where they are feeling fulfilled and feeling like they're going down the right route but also working these like 40 50 hour weeks in the corporate world It's a good question, and it, it really comes down to your values and living with intention. So if your values are something that those 40, 50-hour weeks provide, you know, if your values are financial security or um, uh, whatever, whatever that might be, if your, values, if your values are that, then absolutely a corporate job can service that. But, but if they're not, like you will feel out of alignment, you will feel a lack of fulfillment. A big thing I see is, is lack of growth mm. and the challenge of working in a corporate job. And I don't want to demonize anyone who works in a corporate job. Um, demonize, I'm not sure that's the right word, but um, the, the, the challenge of working in a corporate job, there's so many layers and often happens you hit a plateau and you're not growing. Now, growing is one of our one spiritual needs. We love growing as humans. We love progressing and, and feeling that excitement of growing and progressing and achieving and, and, and all that good stuff. So, so that does come with its challenges, working in corporate jobs. Another spiritual need is contribution, which again, I'm making generalization here, but in corporate jobs, you feel disconnected to the output. You feel disconnected to the the impact you're having. Now, I'm not saying that's the case for all corporate jobs, but I certainly had that. I didn't feel connected to the impact I was having. I didn't feel like I was contributing to society. And I only know that now looking back. Now I'm growing and I'm contributing and that makes me feel, you know, it satisfies those two spiritual needs. So to answer your question, I think it's harder. <laughs> it's mm. certainly harder. 
because of those uh, the, the natural dynamics of a corporate job and having more layers and and the challenges that brings in terms of growing within the business and the the lack of autonomy and the lack of um, uh, direct impact and the, the lack of sort of direct connection to the imp uh, the, the impact and the contribution the business is making so it does make it harder but if you are intentional and it is aligned with your values and that is your definition of success and that is you aligned with who you are deep down then absolutely you can be fulfilled mm. you know you, you could be fulfilled doing doing anything if it's really if it gives you meaning and if it's connected to your to your values yeah. so i think a, a big part of my work i do is first up i ask i get people to work out their core values like what are your five core values mine are passion growth freedom family and um integrity now i was living totally out of alignment all five of those when i felt disconnected to who i was maybe i was al yeah. in alignment with family but the other four i was not servicing or or satisfying those needs or those values at all that's why i felt so out of alignment with who i with my like true self now yeah. i am totally in alignment with those five core values and when i'm not is when i feel a little bit off a little bit out of, out of whack yeah so it comes down to knowing your values i think yeah no for sure i yeah i i, I agree with that it's, it's definitely for sure what i've seen and what i've sort of encountered is it's definitely harder to be sort of living a full a fully fulfilled that word because no, I've I've struggled with the corporate world, not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but like I've struggled with the fact that, you know, as you said, you get to a position and you plateau, and then it's probably then time to move on to another role or another company. And ideally then you want to take the step up and you want to then get a promotion just by moving on. But you know, then you I, I kind of feel it's quite sad because like you might have developed so many good relationships with people in that current role that you're in. You've been there five, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, however long you've been there, even if it's two years, realistically, you know, if you're in a place like that and you're feeling happy and you're feeling content and you're liking the people that you're working with, why should it be that because that company hasn't got the role ready for you to step into that you should have to move on? I kind of like feel like people then forced into it. Um, and then it's a, a case of then people are then put back outside their comfort zone which in my opinion is it could be a good thing could be a bad thing but then they kind of got to start from scratch again at another company build relationships again and it just feels like an ever-evolving sort of hamster wheel where like you know when when is it when is it time to then stand up and be like actually like what am i doing mm -hmm. yeah i totally agree and so often i see you know, the, the, the more we create and the more we build, the more fear we have of losing it. And, mm. you know, I remember being in that corporate job, being incredibly successful and being so scared of leaving, like so scared of like, what if I fail and I have to come crawling back to my business and asking for a job? Yeah. So that's, that is, that was a genuine problem for me is like created this career that was so big and so successful I felt trapped by it. You know, fortunately I was was brave enough and courageous enough to to give it a go. And you know, I really do believe nothing happens until you burn the bridges, until you go all in. Yeah. And that's fucking scary. 
Sorry, am I yeah, allowed to swear? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> That's fucking scary. Uh, so, so I understand the, the, the dilemma there is. Now, I think what people are really, truly after is living a fully engaged life. You know, mm. not one that's just engaged on the weekend, but engaged seven days a week. Now, the life of an entrepreneur is really hard, really hard. Yes. There are ups, there are downs. There are challenges there are it is so hard but what it does provide is a fully engaged life where you are in it you are in the match 24 7 and you feel alive because of that i've never felt fully engaged five days a week in my previous role i felt fully engaged on the weekend whether i was really fully engaged i was really just kind of masking the pain and the the fear that i was living in so I, I wasn't really fully engaged at all in, this, in the seven days. Um, and that fully engaged engagement comes from living in line with, with your values, I think. So, um, Agreed. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. And entrepreneurship is not, is not easy. You know, I'm going down, I mean, call it entrepreneur, call it self-employed. You know, I'm, I'm trying to like, you know, create a life that I, I kind of feel like is the one that I want to want to be living and the route that I want to go down, whether that be online coaching um, or whether that be, you know, working with companies that I actually believe in that are going down the right the right path. You know, there was a time a couple of weeks ago um, where I just I just sat back and I was like, oh my god, like I don't feel like I've achieved anything for the whole week, but I know I've done so much. I just got so overwhelmed, and you know, I'm trying to juggle so many different things, and I just had to sit back and be like, wow, like you know, I need to reassess because it's it's not easy, you know. And the thing that I've always struggled with the most is time management i suppose because i haven't got someone telling me what to do i haven't got someone you know saying okay this is your task for the week task for the day you know, so i have to set that myself and i have to be the one that's, that takes that take charge of that and i think that's probably what some people struggle with because they know that you know, it's an easier option to be told what to do and hit a deadline you know it's a lot harder to go okay this is my deadline I've set for myself and I have to achieve that. Otherwise X, Y, Z doesn't happen. And it's, 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 it's scary. It's, it's scary. I really agree with what you're saying. How did, um, how did you find the transition? Talk to me about Nutrifix being your first business and what was the transition like that, that like for you? Um, when you first start a business, you are just fueled by adrenaline. You could go work, 18, 20 hours a day, easy, seven days a week, you're just fueled by adrenaline. When that, when you first make that jump, like there's just nothing more exciting. So the first few years are easy. Like, you know, there are obviously challenges, but you are like, if it's something you truly, truly believe in, like the why is so big that you just kind of will run through walls to get through, you know, to, to get there. So I think the first few years are relatively easy because you are just fueled by that adrenaline and that excitement. Mm. It then just gets harder, <laughs> you know, and, and, and you have to be far more deliberate and conscious of, of, of how you're turning up and how, you know, how, how you spend your time. You have to be far more proactive. Um, so yeah, and initially the transition was like, this is epic. <laughs> this is so much fun. And then kind of the reality kicks in of actually how challenging it is. And, um, you know, and, and I, and you have to learn it yourself. Like I, I had a number of emotional and sort of, uh, 
breakdowns, um, like anxiety attacks, uh, you know, year three and four after like year three and four of starting the business um, or running the business. And I think that's a good thing. You have to go through those struggles to like really like figure it out. Um, so yeah, it's not an easy path, but it's, it's the way it's just the, the, like what I've, what I've learned in the last five years pales into significance in terms of, you know, what I learned in the previous 10 years plus university plus school. Like it was all those years combined into probably just one year, like the, the speed of growth is, is just incredible. So, um, I'm so, so grateful that I made the jump. I'm so, so grateful I, 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 I went for it. And talking to being, being in the role that you're in now and the, the position that you're in now, being a performance coach and someone who's obviously like, you know, taking, taking on people, taking people under your wing and sort of guiding them to, to achieve their greatness or their, I suppose, the, the thing that they've always been trying to chase what do you feel like are the most common sort of what are things up things pop up the most for you when you're first sort of initially speaking to them and like you know trying to understand their situation um the 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 big ones are you know fear fear of failure fear of rejection fear of looking small a big a big one is is the the comfort in their current reality you know stepping away from a very comfortable financial situation is incredibly difficult so there has to be a strong enough why mm. there has to be a strong enough why and, and that's that's a big part of the work i'll do is you know really getting connection emotional connection to that why because without that you're just not going to last yeah because it's just so much easier to stay as stay as is to stay comfortable mm. and like I don't, I don't blame people for doing that and if you can consciously and intentionally make that decision and make peace with that then there's the opportunity to be more present and grateful and appreciative of what you have the life of an entrepreneur isn't for everyone. Mm. But for those that it, it isn't, like appreciation and gratitude and living in the present moment is, is kind of the answer. So it's really understanding like, what are the key drivers? What's the why? Connecting to that, building emotional connection to that, getting really clear on, on the end goal. And that's kind of what will fuel you, fuel you through the struggle. Um, so yeah, like I think I think kind of understanding the why, fueling the why, um, understanding the limiting beliefs. You know, we all struggle with limiting beliefs. It's inbuilt in, in us. We all have self doubt, lack confidence in certain areas, and you know, a big part of the work I do is helping them understand they aren't that voice. They aren't that self doubt. That's just being yeah. conditioned into them. Tim Ferriss says real, unrealistic goals are far more achievable than realistic goals because there's so few people trying to compete at the top because everyone assumes everyone else is doing it.
But the reality is, and what I've found is actually very few people are doing it hmm. because of that assumption that everyone else is doing it. Yeah. So, so it's interesting. helping people realize that, realize that their self-doubt, their inner voice, their inner critic isn't them. And then coming from a place of, okay, like, what is what what's coming from your heart what does your heart long for not what does your mind want for like long for what does your heart long for because mm. your mind will create a goal that society is telling you to want and if you go off to that there's just no emotional connection there's no why there's no there's no driver there but if you create a goal a vision that comes from your heart you will feel so deeply connected and a deep burning desire to, towards that that's what will pull you through those moments of struggle. Mm. So yeah, that's kind of if jumped around a little bit there, but um, it's it's really interesting. But I, I'm just gonna like play devil's advocate here. Someone comes to you, and you know they're they're in their they're in the role that they're in at the moment. They're not particularly happy. You sit down with them. You have a discussion with them. You ask them about their why, and they sit down and say, "What well, I don't know what my why is." Like, you know, I've, I've never really had a, a, a why. I've just, you know, all I've known is just to to work, you know, climb the ladder, be as successful as possible, like reap the financial reward of be, being in my in my job. But like, I couldn't tell you what my why is. Like, how how do you uncover someone's why if, if they don't know it there and then? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, really good question. I think the the way I, I do it is use a few a few tools to get people out of their head. You know, once you ask that question, your 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 mind jumps to the how, and and probably if you silence the the mind, you would get to that why. You would get to that little tickle inside, that little burning desire inside, or or what your heart is secretly long longing for, and it's helping people connect to that voice, that thing that comes from your heart, that those things that you people secretly dream of. But when their dream comes up, their conditioned mind goes, no, you can't do that because X, Y, Z, because that's what people will think of you. And so I guarantee you everyone has a why. Everyone has a vision of something they want to create. But they've been so conditioned to silence that voice because they jump to the how. So what I'll do is I'll do a few heart meditations. So really silence the mind and get people into their body and and allow them just to see what comes up. And it always surprises people as, 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 as to what really comes up. I'll also ask some questions which you, you can't logically think, uh, think through. You know, like if you, or if you had a hundred million pounds, like what would you do tomorrow? What would, you, what, what would you be? How would you behave? And what you realize is what a lot of people, a lot of people realize is actually they don't need hundred pound, hundred million pounds to do the things they want to do or mm. be the person they want to be. They'll go, oh, I'll learn how to cook and I'll probably, um, I'll learn how to surf and, um, you know, I work at a charity and uh, I would, you know, learn how to, to coach or whatever it is. I would become a PT or whatever it is, right? It's like, hang on a minute. Do you need hundred million pounds to do those things? Yeah, it's interesting. So those are kind of some of the tools that I would, I would get because you know people might say i don't know my my 
my my why or or my vision and it's just giving them the space to to silence the mind and allow allow that to come up because they'd have been through so many years of just conditioning themselves that they can't achieve their vision and they've been conditioned that this is success this is the route you go down going against that is is a go, going against the grain mm. and yeah the, and the thing i find also really quite sad is that a lot as, as you said there which is really interesting you don't need 100 million pounds to do potentially the thing that you've always wanted to do and the thing that's deep rooted inside you that you feel like your calling is for it's sad that a, a lot of people put something off based upon a a financial issue because it's not a financial issue that that's holding them back realistically from wanting to do what they're doing it's that preconceived thought that okay i need to be in this position first you know buy a house or whatever it is and then i can do that thing that's gonna event i've always wanted to do that that dream and it's like well why can't you you know pursue that dream and do that dream now and then get that house you know, if, that, if that's something you've always wanted to do, then why not do that first? Why does, you know, this is the societal stigmas and, you know, the done way to do things. Why does all that have to come first? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, feel like people put other people or other, um, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it. They put the, 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 the way that they believe the world thinks they should do things first and not the way that they think they want to do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And, and the the model that's kind of linked to that is so most people as you as you as you just described is they live in the order of once I have more money, once I have better health, once I have better fitness, once I have more success, once I have more confidence, then I will be happier, I will be healthier, I will be more confident, more bold, more authentic. Of course, they're all things you could do before the having, but that's how people think. Once I have this, I'll be that. And then I'll do the cooking course. Then I'll do the coaching course. Then I'll do the tough mother. Then I'll do um, an exploration, whatever it is. That's the order people usually act in. Yeah. But the way to get the having is reverse engineer that. Because if you had those things and you they're, they're the things you would be and do you need to do them first because the being and doing comes before the having mm. like matt fraser you know think about him he, he hasn't drunk for 10 years he trains three times a day was he matt fraser crossfit champion before did he have the crossfit champion before those things mm. no he reverse engineered it he said how do how do i need to be what do i need to do to get to the having and the same goes for this, like, and that's what a lot of the work I do is I ask people, okay, what do you want more of in your life? Okay, more money. Okay, what would that allow you to do? Allow me to, uh, you know, invest in a coach or allow me to be happier. The way to get to more money is do those, do those and be those things first. Mm. It, it, it's, it's, it's really like the summation of personal growth is, is kind of letting go of who you were to become who you want to be you know, reverse engineering it, be the person who has what you already want, do the things, the person who has what you already want. And my personal example of this, I started at the start of the year, I was like, what do I want more of in my life? So I want more financial abundance. Okay, what would someone do with the money and the finances I want? How would they be? 
some of the answers were they would invest heavily into themselves. They would invest heavily into courses. They would be more patient. They would slow down. They'd be more present. They'd be in less of a rush. So those are all things that I focus on doing and being. I invested heavily into my, myself. I invested way more than I could afford and it scared the shit out of me. But once you invest in your future self, it forces you to raise your standards and operate at the level of the person that already has what you have. Now mm. I've been doing that for six months and I now have the financial, the, the, the financial abundance that I wanted at the start of the year. And I'm gonna go through a process again. Okay, what does the person who has what I want in my life, how would they be, what would they do? Okay, they would raise my level again. And that is the, the process of, 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 of personal growth really. So 100% hundred percent. That is so powerful. I mean, there's there's not many people that can sit back and do that, assess that, and then just go for that. And you know, like you you, you plan out essentially a plan of action and and decide yourself. You know, okay, this is what I need to do to make this happen. Um, I think I need to take a few tips off you, mate, because I'm king procrastinator at the moment. But um, we get we get it done bit by bit. What um, do you? Being in the position you're in, uh, like I, I deem you as someone who's, you know, you're very you know, level-headed. You're very, you're, you're switched on. You know what you want. You know how to go up, go about and get it. Um, I would deem the, the the way that you're going in your life and the route that you're heading down are someone that I would deem me personally as my definition of success as a successful human. Do you ever get imposter syndrome because you feel like you know there are people that are well above you? that might deserve to be doing what you're doing and you don't sometimes deserve to be in the position that you're in giving advice to other people because you are realistically someone who someone has to look up to you and inspire to be someone like you in order to actually take advice from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's something I experienced recently. So I run uh, quarterly men's groups and the current men's group I'm running is like, I'm genuinely thinking how, how how are these men on on this group? You know, we've got a PhD MIT student. We have someone who has the second largest recruitment business in the UK. You know, we've got some really incredibly successful people on on the on the group. And and that yeah that 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 did trigger some moments of imposter syndrome and and previously it probably would have really really like crippled me mm. but now i take imposter syndrome as something to celebrate it means that i'm i'm playing a big game you know there's that quote if you're in if you're the smartest man in the room you're in the wrong room mm. so like if i don't feel imposter syndrome i'm probably not pushing myself hard enough i'm in i'm in the wrong room the fact that these guys are smarter more successful than me that fucking excites me and it forces me to raise my game massively mm. forces me to, to raise my game. So yeah, it, it definitely feel it, but it excites me. And, and I think I, I used to really suffer and I, I think suffer from imposter syndrome is the wrong word. So I actually do genuinely think it's a good thing. I think if you don't feel it, you're probably playing too small. You're probably playing too safe. So it should be celebrated uh, and used as a sign of what to do and what to lean into. The other thing I kind of wanted to say on that is um, I used to suffer massively from from uh, comparing myself to others. And uh, there were people in the kind of personal development game that I would, 
it would really trigger me like they were doing certain things that I wanted to do and and I and I had to like draw myself away from them I had to unfollow them and it would really frustrate me and it would aggravate me and I'd get frustrated and angry and then someone said to me what you see in others exists in you and I like sat with that and it when we really think about that that is so incredibly powerful because what I see in the Brendan Bouchard or the Tony Robbins or the Robin Sharma that exists in me and and the way to the example to give there is you don't look at a ski jumper and get triggered mm. or compare yourself to a ski jumper and go, I know I could do that. Yeah. Or you don't judge a ski jumper or I could have done this better. But the people you do judge and you do compare yourself against to against, they're the ones that you need to pay attention to because that 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 is the thing that deep down your heart knows exists in you. So when they, someone said that to me, it was like, wow, I need to draw all the people that trigger me closer. The coach I work with, he triggered the fuck out of me. I felt resistance. <laughs> I, I was judging him. I was comparing myself against him. I was saying things that I'd never be that, like that good. And I was judging him as well. And I thought, okay, that exists in me. He's amazing. Like, let's hire him. So I made him a, made him a coach. Speaking to someone tomorrow about someone who, yeah, triggered saw something in him that exists in me as like right i need to get this guy to mentor me speaking with him tomorrow so um that comparison imposter syndrome is a really really valuable tool for us to use yeah no i i uh, I, I agree i've experienced it over the probably the last six months especially um you know i've i've been in the different industry for a good seven years now and i've just taken on a role with a a startup company where I'm helping to develop and mentor um, coaches, you know, to build a better online business. Now I'm also in that realm of, you know, trying to build my own online business as well and you know, grow my, my client base within the, within the fitness industry. But I realized early on that I wasn't, I was never going to do it by myself. You know, I, it's very hard to, I, I, this is my personal opinion. It's very hard to continually level up without having someone you can turn to for support, guidance and advice, because unless you're getting told where you're going wrong and where you need to develop, how do you know? It's very, I think you've got to be a very, very switched on and skillful person to, to understand everything you're doing wrong and every, and know how to put it, put it right. In, in my opinion. Every, every high performer I know has a coach. Every mm. single high performer. Bill Gates says, I haven't met a successful person without a coach. There's numerous gurus, billionaires, they all recount having a coach. This isn't just personal uh, personal promotion here. They all recount having a coach or a mentor or a tribe and personal development and self-improvement as the you know huge reason for where, why they're at, where they're at. Mm. And that for me has been the biggest transformation is, is the... The, the drive in improving and the humbleness to realize I know so little <laughs> yeah. and almost approaching every day with that beginner's mindset of like, okay, who can prove me wrong? Like I want to let go of who I am to become who I want to be. And it's exciting because just as just, I, I've, I had it the other day, I, I caught myself, I was on real flow and I said to my wife, fuck, I, I know a lot. <laughs> and then it, the day after, I was like, wow, I know so little. 
<laughs> I, I was humbled. I put back in my place and listened to a podcast. I was like, wow, I know so little. Wow, bro, so far to go, yeah. That's so far to go. And it's Elon, so Elon Musk nailed it. Elon, I think Elon Musk, I was list, I was listening to some in something about um him and his business with Neuralink. Um, and he was like, the only thing that sets people apart is education. Mm. Um, because you know, you can be born in a different environment, you could be like, you know, you could be from opposite ends of the globe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're going down a similar path career-wise, it's just what you're taking in from the environment around you and educating yourself. Mm-hmm. To, that's going to like you know set you apart from everyone else you know you could be two different people studying exactly the same course you know going into the exactly same role wanting to do the exact same thing but based upon your environment and your education is where that person will get to so you know continually wanting to educate yourself and level up is super important and that's where we can kind of just relating back to we spoke about earlier of the corporate world if you're hitting a plateau, you can't go anywhere. There's no one above you who you personally deem gives you value. You know, your mm. body, you, you might think that you've outgrown your boss. That's not a bad thing. You know, if you feel like your boss doesn't give you what, what, what you're wanting to, to progress, that for me would be a, a straight away, a, a click be like, I need to move on because now I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. And as you said, mm. personal growth and continually being able to develop is what us as humans like, you know, we crave that we want to always be better i mean i do personally um so just knowing that and actually like sitting with that is, is so powerful mm-hmm. yeah you, you alluded to a point around our environment you know dictating a lot of that my sort of guiding principle or i suppose tagline or whatever you might call it is um live, living by design not by default most people in life live by default they allow their external world to drive their internal world. They allow their environment to shape who they become. Like if I look back to, to university, my environment totally shaped who I was. Boozing was very popular. Partying was very popular. That shaped who I was. And it kind of steered me away from my drive of being a professional rugby player because I was living by default. I was living reactively and the environment around me was dictating my internal world my whole guiding principle is living by design which is working with your environment to working shaping your outer environment with your inner environment designing your environment to slowly nudge you and push you and slow boil you into the person you want to be you know and and it's and there's there's so many tools we can do but it's about you know things like investing in your future self that creates commitment it forces you to get committed to the person you want to be now i said earlier like i invested into a coach cost a fortune it was more than i was making a month at that point hmm. i invested in that coach and that forced me to raise my game that is a way of working with your outer environment living by design you know and you can get into little micro things like um you know i switch the boiler off before i have a shower to have a cold shower you know, that's designing my environment to force me to function the way I want to. Mm. Living by default is kind of allowing our environment to determine who we become. Living by design is shaping our environment, proactively shaping our environment to shape who we become. Thinking about who we want to be in the future, what environment do they have? And then having that, design that environment now. Um, so, Yeah. <laughs> What transitioned you from 
Is Nutrifix something you're still focused on? Is Nutrifix something now that, that that's kind of taking a backseat whilst you're you know, pursuing stuff as, as, as a high performance coach? Yeah, so, so Nutrifix uh, was really, really badly impacted by COVID. We, we were doing personalized nutrition to offices. Um, so kind of since we, we pivoted a few times to do at-home deliveries and uh, it was very badly affected by COVID um, and fundraising at the time was very, very difficult. So yeah, it was kind of put on pause until kind of the world gets back up and running. We're exploring some exit opportunities at the moment. Um, and through that time, I trained to be a coach, to be a better manager within Nutrifix. And it was, that was a moment when I qualified and realized this is my calling. This is my meaning. And, and this is like my purpose in life. Now, I think too much pressure is put onto finding your purpose. I think we can have many purposes and I think we can have many passions. Um, it's about mastering your craft, but I, I did feel a calling and I did feel a real connection with coaching if I go back way back to when I was at school, I loved personal development. I was, I loved um, watching motivational videos. I loved writing speeches for my, I was a captain of rugby. I loved mo writing motivational speeches. I loved writing people's fitness programs and, and helping people with their mind and things like that. So I think that was always in me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm now very much focused on building the coaching business, working with men, high performance, and you know, it is very much the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. No, that's amazing. It's, it's it's kind of just happened for you then, because realistically, mm -hmm. if you, you know, how I, how I've taken that, and correct me if I'm wrong, if COVID kind of didn't come about, would you have potentially taken that course or gone on that course to better yourself as a manager? You as someone like. You, know, you wouldn't be in that position at that time if COVID didn't come about because you probably would have had your head still buried in Nutrifix and wanted to better Nutrifix. So you know, I'm I'm huge on everything happens for a reason. So cliche, but I do truly believe that like you know everything that happens throughout your life, whether it be over the month, over the year, whatever it is, you know all these little things are happening because like you know you've gone out there to make it happen yourself, and all of a sudden something might happen overnight. You're like, oh, actually. You know, that has happened but like for the last four months i've gone head down focused done this that and the other and now i'm in this position mm -hmm. so uh it's, it's really interesting that maybe because because covid came about you've now decided or you've now somehow taken shape that you're in the position that you're now in yeah absolutely there's a um i won't try and recall it because i'll hash it uh, but there was an amazing uh, YouTube or podcast with Sadhguru and uh, Matthew McConaughey where they talk about fate. And the, my takeaway from it was we, we can live reactively and kind of say, oh, that's fate. And it's kind of handing over our control to, mm. to, you know the outcomes but that's not really what living or what fate is about it's about yeah. living with intention and sit like living with intention taking inspired action and surrendering to the outcome mm. that for me is about what fate is is kind of surrendering to the outcome and following the bread breadcrumb trails like i signed up to the coaching course because i just felt a really strong pull towards it someone mentioned it to me it was very timely 
said, you've got to do this. I trusted him. I didn't even think about it. It was a lot of money. I was like, boom, I'm, I'm doing it. And I've kind of always been very intuitive and, and kind of uh, sometimes a little bit too shoot, shoot from the hip. But as you say, it always works out for you. People who take inspired action are courageous. Things will happen for you. Um, it's when you kind of take a back seat and expect things to happen for you. That's when they don't. Yeah, no, I, yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you for sure. It's, it's like this whole saying, you know, like good things come to those who wait. And I'm like, mm, but better things come, come to those who go and get, you know, if you just sit there and expect something to happen for you, not, it's not going to be the case. It might do, but in five years time, instead of a year's time, you know, if you got your head down, worked your ass off and made it happen for you, you know, you just speed up the process. Um, so it's incredibly powerful. You know, I've, I've taken a lot away from this conversation. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen how you've, I mean, I've known you, you know, for what a good five years now, four years now through the whole sort of mm-hmm. London fitness scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've seen how you've developed and gone from strength to strength and by far how, well, how I've perceived, you know, from, from socials, which like, you know, socials are just a highlight reel after all, but you know, that highlight reel has shown me that you're probably in a position probably the, the your most fulfilled and greatest position you've been in correct me if i'm wrong 100 percent, yeah i i feel totally in flow with life um i feel very aligned um yeah and i, I feel just so excited um and it's been a journey it's been a struggle like there's been real deep lows emotional breakdowns anxiety attacks questioning everything questioning if i'm on the right path second guessing myself self-doubt there's been all of that but that's the reason why i'm in the position i am now because through all of that i kept pushing i kept learning i kept surrounding myself with people that were pushing me and and i could learn off and i kept on just trying to let go of who i was and embraced everything with an open mind so um and i know i have so many challenges to come but i will do it with far more intention consciousness awareness now um i really feel like the last four years for me have been like a warm-up practice and i'll speak you know the last five five months have probably the last six months have probably been actually been the hardest for me Mm. in terms of the amount of pressure my wife and i have been under the amount of struggles the amount of challenges that have come my way but the five years prior prepared me for it. It was like, right, the last six months were match day. And I felt like I did it with real intention and real presence and real enjoyment. Like it was hard, but I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. So I'm really, really excited to kind of take that and, you know, keep growing from here. So thanks for saying that anyway. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's really good to hear. Any, any last words for the listeners, mate? <laughs> uh oh what to say what to say um what to say i would i would just say um like just just be curious just mm. open your mind and follow your curiosity and lean into resistance don't run away from it. Lean into things that trigger you. Lean into fear. Lean into resistance. That is where the beauty is. That is where 
growth is that's where passion is that's where excitement is so i would say if you combine those two things together curiosity and leaning to resistance then you've got a, a really nice kind of um formula for for getting to where you want to go amazing joel thank you so much mate that was a an incredible incredible chat i'll, I'll take it a lot from that for sure and i I'm hope the listeners do as well um if you want to find him i am joel burgess on instagram is that right that's right that's right so go, go check him out he's a he's a legend that's for sure um but that's episode number 13 of being a sapien over and out